Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 11, where Jeremy talks to Mike Baytek from High Metal Winery. Hello, everybody. This is Jeremy Wilson with another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Uh, we're down in Houston, Texas at the Battle of the Texas Tempranillos right now, and uh, I was fortunate enough to have a few minutes to sit down with Mike Baytek from High Meadow Winery in High, Texas. Mike, thanks for hanging out today. Oh, no, my pleasure. Uh, looking forward to seeing how all the Tempranillos are uh, going to round out. And I was in an event last night, and one of the wines being poured was uh, Tempranillo from uh, Pontotoc. Nice. So I was. It was very pleasant surprise to see another Texas winery being poured there. So that's excellent. Mm -hmm. It's always a good thing when you see the you know the yes. expansion of what's going on with the oh, Texas yeah. wine industry. And oh yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, obviously you guys are pretty popular on the on the two ninety wine trail. Tell us uh, the listeners what's what's new with High Meadow. Anything exciting coming out of the shoot soon? And well, I tell you, uh, we're just wrapping up with harvest, so we're very very happy to announce that it's all Texas fruit this year. So when we started, we we had a combo of Washington State, New Mexico, and Texas fruit. And now we're culling the others uh, to concentrate on Texas, which was our original plan. And uh, consequently, the uh, fruit we have is what we want to be known for. So we've got uh, Tempranillo from uh, Alan Bear. We've got Montepulciano, which uh, is going to be our flagship, uh, Red. And uh, Alianico also, which uh, is one of I think my one of my favorite favorite grapes uh, ever. And uh, we're working on new labels. We're going to be bottling our reds from last year, plus a rosé from this harvest from uh, Tempranillo. That'll be exciting. Yeah. So <laughs> the Tempranillo, uh, we were doing a traditional style, about eight hours on the skin, and then we're going to bleed off enough for uh, two barrels uh, to ferment. And Jeff was pouring uh, the the juice into the barrels, and he's like, uh-oh. And I was like, what? He's like, it's not quite pink. It was just a little bit too dark, a little bit too rich. Uh, the harvest was great. And uh, Jeff inadvertently gave us the name of the new rosé, which is going to be called Not Quite Pink. <laughs> oh, nice. That'll be a catchy label and very yeah. descriptive for what's inside the bottle, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, and that's kind of what uh, we like to do. You know, we we, uh, we get the grapes in and we let them tell us the style. And things always come out that you don't expect. Uh, the other that we're really excited about bottling is Montpulciano. So my wife and many other people have an issue saying Montpulciano which I love saying that word, and we start calling it uh, Monty for short. Oh, how's the Monty coming along? You know, Monty, Monty, Monty. So we are going to be doing a new label for it, the full Monty, 100% Montepulciano. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got not, not quite pink, right? Yeah. And you got the, the full Monty. Yeah. Uh, one of the things when we started, started this up, you know, a couple of years ago was to keep uh, things in perspective is to take the wine very, very serious and remember that we're in the industry 
to make wonderful wine, but to make it approachable. And uh, one of the things is take the wine serious, take ourselves lightly. So when people come in, it doesn't matter if it's their first time in a winery or a tasting room or if they've been around the world. We want them to feel at ease and enjoy the wine. And part of that is we have serious labels, we have fun labels, and but the wine inside is always going to be the best. So world-class wine without a pretentious attitude, basically, right? Yes. Which is, mm-hmm. of course, you know, good for Texas hospitality as well, but that's something that's that people look for. You know, people in Texas are... I've noticed being in the industry, they're taking wine more serious, but they still want to have fun. They're going out to the trail to enjoy beautiful bottles of wine and join yeah. the wine clubs. And um, I, I think it definitely shows. And we hear great things about guests that come over from High Meadow about how they enjoyed the experience. And, uh, you know, everything down to the one thing that stands out for me, listeners, is when you walk in this beautiful tasting room, the bar tops are made of old wine barrels and great people behind the bar just willing to, to kind of let their heart out and explain these wines that the terroir releases. Mm-hmm. Like you said, let the let the the grapes speak for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Tempranillo that came in this harvest was gorgeous. And we're going to be doing standalone uh, Tempranillo for that. Last year, the Tempranillo just wasn't there. Uh, Frost damage was just a little bit too extensive. And it got blended into our Junkyard Red, which is our, you know, our hit as far as for our uh, Texas blend, but uh, we also have some Carignan in, very small lot that we're going to be doing a port out of. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah, it'd be nice. And we also have some Viognier left over from last year. We weren't really happy with it, don't want to bottle it. Well, uh, we're going over to Distiller and Comfort, and uh, we're having that uh, cooked for us to make brandy. So we will have Texas brandy in a Texas port. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. So you're basically going from start to finish on both sides with mm-hmm. this, the fortification and, and not having to import some pre-made brandy. You're doing it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be a first really. I don't know if anybody else doing that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking, looking forward to it. So, I mean, it's great. I mean, you know, the, the industry in Texas for spirits and wine, it, it's just, it's really exciting right now. Yeah. The growth is, uh, uh, kind of unbelievable. I, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, you know, if you remember the wine trail 10 years ago, there oh, wasn't yeah. much to it. Now it's just this, <laughs> this lively industry that, as we all know, it's, it's second behind Napa in this, yeah. this growth in tourism, which is when people come in from California, they're like, no way. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. second. Of course, we're not the second largest producer, but mm-hmm. tourism, I mean, when you see those tour buses pull up on Saturdays, people want to come out and check out this, this great growing industry we have. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to see people like you and Bill and Chris and Kurt and Alice and what we're doing at Coleman and, and everybody just really taking this thing to the next level. And we want to represent Texas and let everybody know, hey, world-class wine coming out of here. And oh. when you come down and visit, you're going to have a great time and, and really have oh. some good wine. Well, you know, the, the varietals that are being planted now that are suited for our climate and for for a different, it's a different approach. You know, we're not we're not going down California's uh, trajectory trying to follow behind them anymore. We are branching out and making Texas wine, which that's the exciting thing for me. Blazing that trail right behind the Grape Creeks and the Beckers, all the guys who, who, who basically put the foundation in place. 
Yeah, and in providing it, you know, they say this in Bordeaux, a sense of place, right? And yes. People, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that these wines do have a sense of place now, and it's just going to get better. And mm-hmm. you know, Texas hopefully will be identifable by terroir. Like, oh wow, that's High Plains or that's Hill mm-hmm. Country. And I can tell the difference having drinking so much. <laughs> I'm sure you can too. There's a you know, Bingham fruit tastes different than yeah. you know, you know, a state fruit in the Hill Country. Oh, that's oh, the beauty yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Mike, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, just, uh, if, uh, you haven't been out, I just would, uh, invite y'all all out to the Texas Hill Country. There's, uh, 42 wineries on the Hill Country Trail, which means you're going to need more than one visit. <laughs> yeah, give yourself a couple of days. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> take your yeah. time and enjoy it. Well, and there's so many different, uh, uh, personalities in, not only in wines, but winemakers and owners and and this is a time where everybody is small. You get to meet with everybody. I mean, I'm out there pretty much every day. So, pouring wine, pushing tables around for cleaning up whatever needs to be done. I mean, we're uh, we're all uh, very very customer focused as far as we want. If somebody comes out to my place, I want them to fall in love and want to come back. I mean, and you only get to make that impression one time so exactly yeah and it's important that you do that it's Mm -hmm. and people people definitely even if they don't say something they appreciate that oh we met the owner of you know i met her it's pretty (laughs) cool and yeah it's people really do get a kick out of that it's good oh i mean we love the weekends that's it's the fun time of the week for us we we work hard all week just for saturday and sunday yeah entertain those guests Mm -hmm. show a good time oh yeah pour some great wine Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what it's about oh yeah cool well i guess that about wraps it up uh Once again, uh, thanks for tuning in today, guys, and tune in next time for the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. And until then, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Podcast.